Welcome back to the Equestrian Entrepreneur, and today we have a very exciting guest joining us. We're joined by Jesse Waters, the brain behind Bank Smell Feed, and let me tell you, this episode is packed with knowledge. We dive into the nitty gritty of what makes a quality feed product, what a grain company can learn from the grain-free movement. We also tackle unique nutritional demands of different horse sports. It's a real smorgasbord of insights. Whether you're a horse owner, a feed enthusiast, or just curious about the world behind equestrian sports, this episode has something for everyone. So let's get started. So why don't we get started by you telling us about who you are and what it is you do? Okay. Um, I'm Jesse Waters. I'm the owner of Banks Mill Feeds here in Aiken, South Carolina. We are uh, a small feed mill that manufactures exclusively horse feed, um, formulated specifically for the Southeast region, the kind of soils and grasses that we have. Um, my background, um, you know, growing up, I was riding, really didn't know much about horse care, nutrition, all that. Uh, grew up in Irmo, South Carolina. Um, graduated from Ben Levin School, went to the Merchant Marine Academy. Went in the Army and started working offshore oil. Um, after that, I, you know, living in Aiken, fox hunting, um, had a family and a farm and wanted to, uh, wanted to find a business that allowed me to come home. To be home, so I bought the bill, um, and we're we're about ten days away from from our five year anniversary. So coming into this without necessarily nutrition background, how have owning this given you an education in equine nutrition and all that good stuff? A little bit of trial by fire, but I had some good. Uh... Some good help, some good men- mentors, and I, I had a little bit of background. You know, when you have your own horses, you, you learn. Uh, the previous owner was a wealth of knowledge as far as um, how to run the mill, as far as basics of feeding a horse, and why do you do this in this certain, certain situation. Um, and so when I took over, we just kind of continued along the lines of what he was doing. Um, and then in two. In 2020, um, I hired a company called Performance Horse Nutrition. Uh, that's Dr. Steve Wren and Dr. Tanya Cubitt to be our, our in-house consulting nutrition uh, nutritionist. Um, they basically, I handed in the keys to the business and said, hey, we have a really good product. Make it great. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they, they looked at all of our feeds uh, everything we were doing as far as volumes of each different um, type of feed we had, where we had overlaps, where we could cut products, where we could improve products, and where we could add new new uh, new feeds at. So we added, we don't we we got rid of a lot of feeds because they were just redundant. They were overlapped. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't popular. There were some feeds that we're selling ten bags a year. There's no there's no sense. In, you know, paying your registrations and keeping up with bags and formulas and all that. Um, they also reformulated some of the feeds for, for the latest developments and, and research. Um, as far as what goes into feed, what goes into making a good feed, how to get the right results in the horse. Um, also, as, you know, over time, how we manage horses changes. Um, mm-hmm. 
So they incorporate that into their design of feeds. Um, and uh, we, we've added a few new uh, micro-ingredients into the feeds, one of them being organic chromium, chromium to help with um, insulin resistance, uh, cushions, laminitis, those sorts of things. Is, uh, it also helps with recovery because, you know, you're a rider. Horses are really good at expending energy. They're really not good at recovery because yep. they're, they're, they're herd animals or pasture animals. They're, they graze 16 to 18 hours a day. We don't always manage them that way. Mm-hmm. But in nature, yeah, they can expend some energy to get away from da- danger. Then they're going to go back to grazing. If we're playing polo, if we're bending, if we're fox hunting, uh, you know, track horses racing, it's a huge expenditure of energy. And then we want them to do it again the next day or the day after. You know, so so some of the things we put in the feeds aids in that recovery. Chromium is one of them. We also started using a, uh, a marine calcium derivative, or it's a marine calcium made from uh, algae uh, to help with bone density and growing horses as well as uh, acid buffering. Mm. Uh, with performance horse nutrition, whenever I have a question, I call and say, hey, how do I handle this situation? How do I got a horse, I got a customer with a horse that's having X, Y, and Z issue. And they've really helped train me in saying, all right, what do you think you should do? I give them my answer and they'll say, okay, well, this is, did you think about this? Did you look at this? Did you look at all the different things? I And I generally tell people, it's like, look, I can handle one issue. You know, if yeah. your horse needs to gain weight, if it needs top line, if it needs, you know, if it's too hot, if it's, I can handle one issue. Mm-hmm. Well, so when you know when somebody comes in and says, "Hey, I need help with my horse," or you go to a farm, "Hey, I got this horse. It's got, it's got allergies. It's got this. It's got this." And they name five or six different things. My, hold on, let's get the nutritionist on the call, or they just call. I just say, "Hey, here's here's Doctor Cubit's number. Here's Doctor Grant's number. Call them. I let them know you're going to call. They'll triage the situation the best they can. They'll call the work with the vets." They'll help us provide a good service to give the right answer. Yep. Um, I had uh, I had a vet call us or come in a couple weeks ago. Um, Say, hey, look, we got a horse recently imported, having all these issues. What do you think? Said, well, mm-hmm. let's talk to the nutritionist and see if we can attack it from this angle. Mm-hmm. Nutritionist recommendation was um, possible leaky gut because of the stress of importing and getting. Mm-hmm. Climatized in South Carolina versus Northern Europe. Um, made a recommendation on on a supplement to deal with leaky gut, as well as we pulled a feed sample, uh, sent it off to the lab to look and see is there any is there any alpha toxins or any microtoxins or anything in this feed that's contributing to this horse's condition. Um, and we were able to all sit down together and kind of brainstorm and, and come up with a better triage answer that that. The vet just by himself, yeah. you know, might not have gotten to as quick. You know, they probably would have gotten there eventually, but it's nice when you just come in here, ask a question, and I can reach out for the customer to bring mm-hmm. in um, as many answers as possible. And the other good thing about them is they have a guy, one of their partners used to own uh, LMSV. Uh, okay. He actually lives here in Aiken half the year. So if I have a a meal question, a procedures question, a formulation question. Hey, how do I get this ingredient to bind right? How do we blend this correctly? He's a phone call away. Uh, and he's also good, you know, the business side, 
you know, how, when we go to a farm, what's the best approach for this? Um, you know, just kind of those, those habits, nice having a mentor. Mm -hmm. um, they can just help you out. They can guide you that, you know, we're, we're already, we've already retained their services. And they also have a girl in the office that does a lot of graphic design. Mm -hmm. So we call her and say, hey, we're looking for, you know, this poster, you know, something about electrolytes mm -hmm. or, you know, when the spring comes, we'll be talking about electrolytes more or in the fall colic prevention because that's, you know, mm -hmm. when the temperatures change, you get a lot of, you get more colic issues, you know, we need something to go with this or, or we're, we're wanting to roll out a new product. Can you, you know, can you come up with two, you know, a poster and a social media ad or mm -hmm. hey, we want to redesign a bag or, and she's really good at that. She has a knack for knowing how to place things and how to color things. Interesting. It's is really nice for us having that because we're too small to have all those people mm -hmm. in house. Yeah. Um, you know, we're three full time employees and a couple sales reps. Mm. So, um, but you know, with with the doctors, Doctor Garin, his background is in exercise science. Doctor mm. Cubit is in equine reproduction. Um, oh, interesting. They pull research from research from a lot out of a lot of it actually comes out of the uh the swine industry because mm -hmm. swine nutritionally are kind of analogous to horses so they'll pull a lot of in, uh information from there because with horses unlike um most other livestock animals we don't really have a way to measure what we're doing uh, mm -hmm. with cattle with you know on a feedlot you say all right we should be growing we should be growing two pounds a day with that, with chickens. All right. I got a hundred chickens. I got, I got, you know, 90 eggs a day. Mm. All right. If I do this, am I getting more production with cows? Am I going to get more growth per day on a dairy? All right. I'm getting it. You know, this cow's giving me five gallons of milk a day. Mm. If I do this, if I add this ingredient in, if I change the feed, do I get six gallons or did the, did the milk production drop? Mm. Uh, same with, with, with hogs, you know, you're measuring growth per day, you know, pounds of weight gain. And horses, most of us don't own a horse um, until it's two years old, three years old. I don't think I've ever owned a horse younger than three. Um, so, you know, we're not going through the growth stage. We're going, all right, I got it. It needs. You know, it needs it's green broke. It needs it needs trained. It needs this. It needs that. And then once it hits, you know, five or six, it's pretty much done with all of its growth. Mm -hmm. So how do I manage it from from an adolescent to maturity through its adult years into its senior years? And a lot of what, even with my own horses, a lot of it's subjective. I look out and you know, it just doesn't look right today. See, mm -hmm. horse seems off. It didn't ride right yesterday. Yeah. What other conditions? Are, what other factors are there versus, you know, a scientific approach of uh, we went from five gallons to four gallons of milk production. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't have those measurables. You know, we just have an eventing horse. Our, well, it didn't run the course at the same time or the, the track thoroughbred. It's pace time was off. Mm -hmm. But outside of, you know, high performance, you know, for, for the average horse hunter, it's really hard to measure, you know, a daily, a daily change and, and what a horse does so what they do is they help provide um management tools and we're able in, in turn able to help provide those to our customers interesting so 
how do you guys choose what ingredients go in the grain? Um, typically industry wide, there's there's a, as far as the base ingredients, there's there's kind of accepted ingredients <laughs> as and that's based on what grows, what's commercially available, um, as well as um, what uh what works with horses mm -hmm. like we use we use vegetable oil as a fat source or so soybean oil specifically mm -hmm. it's got a decent uh omega-3-6 ratio whereas whereas corn oil is really bad for horses mm -hmm. um, canola oil is probably a little bit better of an oil but it runs 30 to 50 percent more expensive oh interesting um, so it's it's what's available, what works, what's good for the horse, and what what you know the customer will is willing to to afford. Um, yeah, I'd love to do all canola and, and get rid of certain ingredients, but yeah, we we still have to make feed reasonably affordable. Yeah, and I would imagine that as a more localized company like these bigger grain companies can mass produce and get costs down mm -hmm. by kind of skimping on some of these things. So how do you feel like as a more local company, you're able to kind of create your own um, demographic of customers? Uh, as far as getting as customers, we try to focus on a tangible customer experience and customer support. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, most people, you know, it's just a, you know, Acme feed company. When the sales rep goes home for the day at five o'clock, they're done. I got a text from a customer last night. I got a question. What's this? Answer the question. It was nine o'clock at night. I'll sit in my chair, my, my lazy boy at the house. I answered the question. We moved on. Um, Typically, there's really no such thing as an emergency when it comes to feed. It's the best to deal with the emergencies, but we still try to give the attention, you know, even outside business hours or, um, you know, if, if something happens in the mill, you know, if somebody's out, I'm going to go make the feed or I'm going to go visit the customer. I'm going to go to the farm. I'm going to go to the mm -hmm. store that, you know, when a customer calls here, they're getting, they're getting the boss because there's not a whole lot of us here. Um, as well as when we go to the farm or the store, they're getting our personal attention. Um, I'm also a horse owner. I, I fox hunt. You mm -hmm. know, we we are actively involved in you know in the community um, with you know, and and all of us are involved in the community in different ways. One of our our uh, um, our lead production gals, a barrel racer, and had been a longtime customer before coming to work here. Um, the mill manager, he's he's involved in a couple community organizations. You know, I'm involved with with uh, Great Oak um, Equine Assisted Programs here in Aiken. So we are we are part of the community as well as you know business because we all got to put food on the table, and roof roof over our head. Yeah, those of us with with the expensive hobby called horses, we have to you know keep our horses fed and, and well cared for. Yeah, that was one of the things I was thinking of while you were talking earlier is knowing that you're a horse person. 
would kind of give me peace of mind over some of these bigger companies that's like, well, I don't have to feed my horse this product. You know, I where I would assume at least some of your horses are on your own feed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you are developing a product kind of for your your horse. Yeah. And and before I bought the mill, I was a, a Banks Mill Feeds customer. Um, and then when I bought it, obviously my horses stayed on the feed. Mm -hmm. And then my horses are kind of the, the guinea pigs for, for different things we try in the feed. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's a palatability study on flavoring, um, you know, pull a horse out, transition them over to something, you know, to something mm -hmm. different. Or, you know, and my horses have, have been on at one time or another, almost every feed we make. Mm. Uh, you know, we tried a palatability study on one thing. Horse took two bites of the feed, turned around, and uh, refilled the bucket. Yep. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> so it's a great feed. He just didn't like the way it tastes, so we we made some adjustments to it. Um, so everything that, that we do has been tried personally at my farm or, or some of our employees that have horses, and a lot of them were, were customers before they came to work. Mm. So they have experience with it. Um, and I feel that it gives them, when they go to a farm, talk to that customer, or answer the phone, or whatever it is doing, give a more honest representation to mm -hmm. the customer. We're not just trying to tell you, we're not just trying to sell you something. We're trying to give you honest, truthful advice, um, you know, the best answer possible for you and your, your customer. And, you know, that, that I was working with the other week, yeah, I really wanted to get those horses on our feet and said, Let's get all these other issues fixed first. Let's not change anything else, particularly the feed program, because we didn't think that was really an issue. Let's, you know, let's get everything stable and organized and straight first, mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about the feed program. Mm -hmm. uh, versus yeah. just trying to, to make a quick sale on the buck. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating the personability of a smaller company is yeah, I can call and directly get the owner. And I know you're a horse person, you care about the animal itself. And I think my hope is that, you know, things start to become a little more local. And, you know, people stop kind of, we should feed feeds that are developed for our section of the country, you know, they're this one size fits all, even in human consumption of things is really proving to not totally work at, at scale. Um, so another question I have is Aiken's a very unique place in the sense of a lot of people come down here and actually up here in the summer, they'll compete, you know, from Florida, from Tennessee, but in the winter they come from, uh, you know, Maine, Vermont, all these different demographics. How do you guys prepare for the influx of people? Do grain orders for you go up as well? Like what what does winter time look like for Banksville? Yeah, typically we see winter months, uh, typically January through April is our prime busy season. It stays pretty, it stays pretty solid through June. Um, so a couple of things happened when you're talking about the, the folks that come down from New England. Um, one thing we do is, or is through performance horse nutrition, 
they're the consulting nutritionists for Pool and Grain, mm-hmm. which is which is a New England company. A lot of those customers are already on it. Um, and we've we were actually we, we had a conference call a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Pool and Grain had a big customer that's going to be coming to Aiken for the winter and said, "Hey, I want what I do about feed when I'm in Aiken." Mm-hmm. The rep called the nutritionist, and the nutritionist called uh, did a conference call with Pool and Rep, myself, our rep. We all got together and said, "All right, you got the got all the the details on the customer, what what they're feeding now, and what was comparable to what we we have to that feed, mm-hmm. because it's all formulated by the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the feeds are obviously their feeds are are specifically formulated for New England, mm-hmm. um, and the same thing is is for PHN has feeds." Um, or has mills all over the country that work with. So us in the Southeast, uh, Pool and Grain in the Northeast, there's one in Kansas, I can't remember the name. Um, LMF Feed on the West Coast, LM in Texas. They're also the consulting nutritionist for Stanley, for the, the mm-hmm. Forge Company, as well as DAC Vitamins and Minerals. Mm-hmm. So their, their answers on anything is gonna be a package incorporated in all of this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, the right advice is a customer call, I got this question, I got this issue, and it's not a change in the feed. It's it's a it's a supplement. It's a mm-hmm. you know a short term supplement. It's you know, and we don't sell we don't sell DAC. You know, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a DAC dealer, but mm-hmm. I know how they formulate our feed. So I'll go with their recommendation, even mm-hmm. though it, it doesn't benefit me um, financially, but I feel that you know, we've done the right thing by giving the customer the right, uh, the right answer. And likewise, that, you know, that relationship goes both ways. You know, we'll, you know, I've met people out fox hunting, they come in, they start using our feed. And then, you know, March, April, they're ready to go back up north. And they say, I, I was on sleek and I love it. And I can only get in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to, you know, New Hampshire. What do I feed? I pick up the phone, I call Dr. Cubit, you know, get get the feed recommendation uh, for their closest products, um, and then get on the feed store. Say, hey, do you know, you know, do you know Joe's feed store? Oh yeah, that's 10 minutes from the house. All right, they have they're they're a pulling dealer and they care they they have, you know, we check with the rep and they keep that feed in stock. Yep. Uh, so mm-hmm. when the customer comes here and comes from Acme brand to, to Banks Mill. And then we send them back north for for spring and summer. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've all helped each other out. It's okay. kind of, almost like a co-op. Yeah, uh, yeah, huh? Very interesting. Um, so you mentioned a whole lot of different disciplines: polo, fox hunting, eventing. Mm-hmm. Are you noticing like these? Each sport having its own kind of feed it likes one likes a sweet feed or one like like are you noticing different industries liking or preferring different products yeah um typically fox hunters don't want a a high calorie or a a high carbohydrate feed um because even though even though you're going to be out for depending on which which hunt you go with between an hour and four hours and your horse is going to expend a lot of energy. You don't necessarily need that super fast burn mm. uh, energy that, that 
you know, a polo horse or a track horse needs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what do, what do they call the Kentucky Derby, the most exciting two minutes in sports? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so the needs of a thoroughbred on the track are different than, so it's two, let's call it, let's call your average race, about two minutes. Um, you know, cross country, cross country eventing is is equally as as physically demanding, but you need that energy to last longer. Um, you know, three 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 or four times longer. Polo shockers are what seven seven and a half minutes. Um, if you don't do a horse change, so you, you need you need a bit of a longer for the longer burn. We tend to lean more towards your high fat. Um, mm. slower, slower release energies. Um, mm. Had really good luck with with high fat feeds in polo. Um, I haven't been brave enough to ask a racehorse trainer to, to, you know, put a horse on a high fat feed. You know, high fat, low starch. Mm. See what happens. Curious, but um, typically, like so, typically your your racehorses will go with with a high calorie um, sweet feed. So your your or I'm sorry, high, you're wanting high high, high carbohydrate mm -hmm. uh, because that's fast release, fast burn yeah. uh, energy to power that horse around the track. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> generally, so we'll make a recommendation. Somebody says, "Oh, I do this." You know, trail ride and fox hunt. Okay, you know, a low low starch, low carbohydrate, um, high fiber, high protein, or you know, moderate protein, high fat. And then we'll ask, all right, I got a 20-something-year-old horse. Okay, well, how are, how are the teeth? So we'll, we'll go through we'll go through a series of questions mm -hmm. with the customer to try to get the best answer. Mm -hmm. And one of, one of the hard parts <clears throat> where we kind of get ourselves in trouble, somebody comes in and says, I'm feeding whatever. Okay, well, our feed, you know, prime is the most comparable. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what happens is horses needs here, feed their feedings here. Our recommendations over here, based on being closest to the feed they were on, mm. might have the feed that's, that's better for that horse. We're just saying this is our most comparable. Mm -hmm. So taking that, okay, this is the most comparable. However, based on what you've told me, here's our recommendation. Mm. You can do this or you can do this, and leave it to the customer to make so, you know make a recommendation or two, and then leave leave the the decision with the customer mm -hmm. as far as what they actually want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. That is a learning curve thing <laughs> of, of instead of, hey, feed this, it's here here are your best options as as I see it, you know. Um, some customers it's you know they, they want the upgraded features in the, the pro series feed. Mm -hmm. um, some customers they want, you know, they, they have a specific request or a spe specific one, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even if, even when it's not, I, if what I think is the best option, you know, um, we, we still have to fall back to customer service and say, Hey, you know, here's my recommendation. This is your, what you want. I'll follow back up with you in, you know, three or four weeks and mm -hmm. let's make sure that it's correct. Mm -hmm. Decision if you decide it's not, no problem. We'll help you transition to, you know, one of our other products to, mm -hmm. to uh, work the best with your program. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I've noticed, I think social media has a lot to do with it, are 
these different fads we see in within different industries. So I feel like one of the most recent ones, you know, within the last five or so years is that grain-free, you know, sort of, you feed Timothy pellets and maybe some vitamins or you, you know, mm -hmm. I, there are, I think, Vermont blend, um, things of that nature. How do you guys deal with the changes of what people are looking for? Um, so specifically, I'm, I'm aware of the, the grain-free challenge that folks were doing. Um, and when, when those questions come through our door, we, you know, I made, I took a point to the, the guy that was, um, behind the grade for challenge him. And I talked and I asked, you know, I got with him and asked why he was, you know, to get his method methodology behind mm -hmm. what he was recommending and kind of the conclusion I came to is that where people were seeing the most improvements is it was, um, oh, one second. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was more of a starch issue. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of folks that were having issues were on the feed that wasn't the, the, the best feed for mm -hmm. that uh, horse. And they were going from, you know, basically they were going from a sweet feed to, you know, a forage blend with a ration balancer mm -hmm. and, you know, a, a, a protein source like soy meal and an alfalfa pellet and a ration balancer for vitamins. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's, that's, you know, nothing's a great way to feed the horse. Yeah. Um, but just by, you know, call whatever whatever feed you're feeding, just making sure it's the right one for the horse. You know, if it's a horse in a high work, yeah, high carbohydrate feeds fine. And there's a concern in that, that kind of yo-yoed into people like, we want no carbohydrates. You're gonna get, carbohydrates naturally mm -hmm. and a horse still needs carbohydrates to get all its system processes to function correctly mm -hmm. it's just limiting the excess levels of it um one of the things we've done is we've gone away from using a lot of corn um, mm -hmm. the majority of our feeds we make uh don't contain corn a mm -hmm. uh, couple reasons for that is, is one late season so when you're on the previous crop year you know, July, August, early September before the new crops in, it gets it has a tendency to get buggy. Um, mm. And corn is the one grain that, that really is a, a high risk for mycotoxins and alpha toxins. Mm. Um, and we we test. I've had to turn trucks away for having high levels of uh, alpha toxins, mm. um, which is a really hard phone call to make. Say, so, hey, I know your truck just showed up with, you know, 24 tons of corn on it, but I can't use it. It didn't pass, it didn't pass the test. And I'm, if a, if a truck fails the first test, I'm not gonna retest. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no sense in seeing if the other half of the truck is good, the whole thing just gets rejected. Um, it is, that's the, part of the reason we're all, we are equine only is a lot of other animals feeds take, um, take uh, medications that okay. are highly toxic to horses. Mm. Um, 
we're equine only. We've we've changed some of our vendors because one of our previous vendors was not an equine only. Or mm. Not that they weren't equine only. They used um, uh, remits modest. Mm. Um, so even though there was procedures in place and we've had meetings about ensuring proper controls, um, including you know they they made pellets for us. Our pellets were one size and their pellets. They contain remnants and were a different size. So <laughs> visually, we can, test, we can tell if there is any risk of potential. There's so many batches after, you know, between horse and, and cattle feed, and it was still a risk I just wasn't comfortable with. So we changed our pellet vendor um, to actually an in-state one. Uh, they're only about an hour from Aiken, um, which is really convenient. If something comes up, we can just run over there, um, you know, pick up ingredients, whatever we need to do. But they don't use remnants. Yeah. Okay. They're a species facility, but they're they're non non regulated, non medicated facility, mm. um, or me, non medically regulated. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're we're all we're all regulated. We're just not medicated, mm -hmm. and likewise, they're not either. So it's cut down on the input side on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I know I went from one topic to the other, but okay. I can I can talk about this stuff all day. So. It brings up an interesting point of, in human food, there's a big push to go organic. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you guys deal with crops that are, is there a organic grain? Like how, is that a concern within your industry? Um, there is some request for we always get requests for either like a soy free or non GMO mm. organic type stuff. Um, unfortunately, the previous previous owner had tried it, I believe, on a chicken feed, a non GMO chicken feed. Mm. And even though there's a few loud voices asking for it, the the bulk demand wasn't there for it. And to get GMOs are so prevalent to get either an organic rating or a non-GMO um, would probably be cost prohibitive mm. uh, you know across the board and we're you know you know vets I work with nutritious we you know occasionally we'll talk about are you seeing more allergies are you seeing more of this issue more mm -hmm. of that issue? why are we seeing more of this you know like the horses that were imported from Europe, you know, do they see these sorts of issues in Europe? Mm -hmm. Do you see, you know, other parts of the country where horses where where you don't have to feed as much uh, feed concentrate or, or you know bad grain? Do you see these sorts of issues? You know, horses that are you know easy keeper horses that are on pasture and maybe get you know pound of ration balance a day. Mm -hmm. You know, where where are we seeing those issues and? and um, my suspicion is that GMOs, uh, just like in human health, are, are contributing. Like mm -hmm. in humans, you know, why is it when I was growing up, obesity didn't seem to be a thing, and now, mm -hmm. you know, it's it seems to be epidemic. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't, as a kid, I don't remember hearing anybody with, with autism and gluten and mm -hmm. all the, you know, celiac disease, all these other issues. Why does it seem to be so prevalent now? What's what's the common factor? I think my suspicion is GMOs may have something to do with that. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'd love to be able to offer a full organic, not GMO feed, but <laughs> for a small mill like us, I'm not sure we yeah. can afford all the yeah. inputs. But you know, for the average for the average horse customer, I'm not sure mm -hmm. they would want to afford the the price tag that would go with it. Do you think if there were studies linking pesticides or GMOs to these health concerns, there would be a greater push for more organic feeds? Um, probably so. Mm. If there was, you know, solid evidence that whether it's a human study or, you know, livestock or a horse study, um, that if there was solid evidence for it, then if they said a GMO, whatever product creates, you know, this branch in the, the mm -hmm. you know, or these type of allergies down the road, um, yeah, um, and not being a, a commercial farmer, I, I don't, I'm not speaking as an expert, but yeah, I think yeah. it's just farming is such a margin business that, you know, they have to pre-plan out everything you know, massive input cost uh, as far as seed, diesel, fuel, and fertilizer, and particularly if they're doing, you know, uh, farms that are going to be trying to do two crops in a year, mm -hmm. you're buying a Roundup ready crop to hit it with Roundup to get to kill all your weeds and to get everything ready to go for, um, you know, for harvest to get your next crop. In. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just kind of. Um, like I said, I'm not I'm not a farming expert, so take that with with you know for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just it's such a tough business to yeah. that you know to to do it to do it everything organically and non GMO would just be you know um, in the market we're in which would just raise costs a lot for a lot. Yeah. Interesting. Um, one of the things you had mentioned was, you know, Cushing's and IR and people were seeing a better result feeding their horses a lower sugar, a lower starch uh, feed. What is, are sugar and starch the same thing? If not, what's the difference? And what does that affect in the horses? Sugar is a specific uh, type of, of carbohydrate, but with all of your carbohydrates, it's metabolized into blood glucose. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest issue in, in IR is the insulin receptors are not functioning properly mm -hmm. um, to transport. It's just like it's just like you know diabetes in humans. Um, so when when somebody with diabetes manages their blood sugar, they don't have uh, the flare up issues. Um, so Whenever you have an insulin issue, let's call it horse diabetes. Whenever you have any of those issues, it's always you need to be on the lowest starch, low carbohydrate feed as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and then one thing we've done is where we put the chromium um, in uh, some of the feeds, particularly the one formulated for those issues. Mm -hmm. It's a no frills, low starch feed. You know, it's not very, people can't make it very tasty because you can't dump molasses in it. Yeah. Um, to give it, you know, flavor, but 
um, the chromium really seems to help. And mm. you know, I had a customer, uh, I ran into her fox hunting a couple weeks ago. She said, hey, my, my coaching horse is looking great. I said, well, is this what's water at one of the management things we're doing? Um, and she's doing the normal, the normal medical management. Mm -hmm. With this, has made a huge improvement. And um, we were out to dinner with some friends of ours the other week, and um, the, uh, the husband of the couple is a doctor. I said, hey, he's a you know, family practice. I said, have you, do you have any experience in managing uh, diabetes with chromium? He said, you know, you're not the first person to ask me that. Um, he said, I've had patients come in they stopped taking a multivitamin that had chromium in it, and then they had more trouble managing their um, blood sugar. Interesting. So why? You know, what's what's the, the take on that? He said, I, he said, I don't know. I said, well, let me tell you what I know. <laughs> and it was like, it's just a little defeat guy trying to educate the doctor. I said, I said we use it in, in horses, and I was you know, wondering if you've had any, any luck. Uh, managing or with that in um, um, in people. Mm. Yeah, it is very interesting because earlier you were talking about the vet that came to you and you guys consulted the nutritionist, and we don't really see that in human practice, right? Like if you go into the doctors with diabetes. The doctor isn't then consulting a nutritionist. So you guys are almost ahead of the game with, you know, being that close with vets and working that well with vets. And yeah, we, we tried and vets that came in, they just moved to Aiken from, uh, from Colorado. Mm. And so we want to get on the feed. We've heard good things about it. We want to get ours on it. We want to get and then have a solid feed that we can recommend. It's well here, talk to the nutritionist. Mm -hmm. They're your resource, you know, provided by us. Um, so we'll be, you know, we'll be glad to help. We'll be glad to do whatever we need. Um, and that way we can be ahead of any issues that come up. Mm -hmm. And if you know, if you have, you know, when, when, when patients go to the doctor, they're all doing different things as far as diet, exercise, lifestyle, whatever. Mm -hmm. With them, if they have all of their their horses that they treat on a similar feeding program that mm -hmm. they've recommended, you're getting rid of some of the variables in the equation. Yeah, it's very it's a very interesting debate of how much does nutrition play into overall health and in humans and horses. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, as a company, you know, there's always, like, the Samsung versus Apple people. Samsung claim they have a better phone, and Apple has better marketing. How much do you feel like it's having a better product versus having better marketing in your industry? It doesn't matter how good your product is if you can't sell it. Um, and in the horse business, whether it's a trainer, whether it's the, the trailer shop down the street, whether it's a vet, if people don't know you're there, if they don't know you have a product or service to offer, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. 
Um, you know, you always hear hear jokes about, oh, that guy can sell, you know, ice to the Eskimo. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta sell ice to the Eskimo. Yeah. Or be able be able to do that. You have to, you, you have to get out of market. Um, you know, you can have you can have the best product in the world and boohoo all you want if you can't sell it because mm -hmm. or you don't sell it because you didn't get out of trying to sell it. Mm -hmm. uh, so as you know, as a business owner, that's one of the many hats I wear is, mm -hmm. is all right, I need to make sure we have the product, we need to sure make, we can make the product, we can make it right, then we have quality control in place, and then we can sell it and get to get it to the customer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's why I have I have a rep for for central part of South Carolina, I have a rep for the for the coast. Mm -hmm. uh, they're the ones going farm to farm, showing up at horse shows, showing up at events, getting out, spreading spreading the word, as well as looking at, you know, on a very limited budget, what is our best way to spend our advertising mm -hmm. dollars? Um, there's there's other other fee companies that have better advertising budgets than we do, but we're you know we're small and some of them are, are large. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know we, we do have some aspirations for growth but never to be a nationwide company yeah because it's i want to stay at the size where we can maintain that personal relationship with customers yeah. um you know we have we have uh tailgate spot one of the polo clubs here in town mm. and we use that to take customers out and mm -hmm. you know, it turns out you know you bring somebody up from charleston and they know we, we brought one girl but she knew half the people at the game and if you're if you get too big you just you kind of seem to lose that yeah yeah for sure and how like how do i want to work this what so a uh, a big thing for companies is sponsored riders you mm -hmm. guys have a couple local event riders and other discipline. How do, does that, do you consider that advertising and how does sponsoring riders help grow your company? Um, you, we do consider it advertising mm -hmm. um, because they're out, you know, they're wearing either saddle pad or shirt mm -hmm. or a patch depending on the discipline. Um, with our logo on it, talking about it, we give them referral cards. Mm. Uh, there's one gal that go ahead and brag on Kate Brown. She's a uh, local here to Aiken. Mm -hmm. She is a rock star as far mm -hmm. as, as you know, pump and feed for us. Um, you know, she somebody will come in and say, "Hey, Kate, I'm going to give you a call." Mm. All right, great. Hey, and then you know the phone call back. Hey, Kate, I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for, you know, um, thanks for the referral. And, you know, depending on, on the account, we'll, you know, we'll make, we'll make sure to, to give an extra thank you when it's, when it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also with, with those sponsored riders, we'll, you know, if we have, Hey, I want to, do you have a horse? I can do a little bit of a fee trial. On. I want to try mm -hmm. something. Uh, most of our sponsor riders have the nutritionist on speed dial. Like if Kate's mm -hmm. getting ready to go to an event, they got the source I need to, I want to get him to get a little more peppy. Mm -hmm. 
what? Instead of calling me, they called the nutritionist to, yep. to play. I was like, hey, call Dr. Cubit, get get whatever advice you need. If you're having an issue or it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's a picky or it's, it's whatever, whatever the, the issue to short is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the service we offer for all of our customers. And all we ask is, you know, first call, let us know you want to call. So we can we can let the nutritionist know you're going to call yeah. and call during business hours. You know, be, be respectful of your time. Yeah. Um, you know, don't call at nine o'clock at night because you had some random feed question. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to answer, and I might catch an earful about it. So. And so, how do you guys notice word of mouth pushing the feed versus social media? Do you have more word of mouth customers? Do you think? Um. Yeah, that's. I mean, social media. I think helps with because our phones are always in front of our face. You see, you see an ad, you see a post, um, whatever. So you see. Um, you see, you start getting the brand recognition. You mm -hmm. start seeing the logo. It's, it's there. And then when somebody actually says something about it, mm -hmm. or they've been thinking about it, they heard it somewhere, and then they see it, you know, we, we post about something online, or, hey, do you want to, you know, are you interested in a, a feed trial? Mm -hmm. um, or, hey, we're going to be at this, we're going to be here, we're going to be doing this, whatever. Then they, Get in touch with us, mm -hmm. and it's usually it's usually I've seen it around, I've seen it at a horse show, I've seen it here, there, or wherever. Um, or if it's uh, we did a, a nutritional talk at, at um, Dover Salary recently, and we mm -hmm. had you know, half a dozen people that were not customers yep. that just had questions, and we, we were able to get in front of the audience, mm -hmm. and some had heard of us before. Um, and, but word of mouth is definitely solid. There's there's a customer here who's been a long long time customer. She actually made sleek feed for us. Mm -hmm. uh, she we were talking. She said, "What you doing?" I said, "I'm working on a new feed." She said, "Well, what's the target for it?" She said, "How about sleek?" Mm -hmm. Four years <laughs> later, she's still there. Um, and uh, she. Um, She's working as a realtor. New family moved in from California. Mm. They walked in here and said, I was told I need to come see you for feed. Mm. All right, they're great customers. They have a whole mess of horses. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're able to do that. Uh, we had a guy walk in to the shop the other day and said, hey, my neighbor said I need to come see it. Well, how many horses? I got two, okay. I'll answer any questions you got, help you out. So, however, we do have, we, we only do bulk from the mill because we have two stores in Aiken that sell feed. Aiken salary, right, basically right next door to us and uh, Aiken County Farm Supply, mm -hmm. just a couple miles up the road. They both carry our products. Uh, we'll be glad to answer any questions, get you, get you set up, mm -hmm. and, and you know, go to the store of your, your, your preference. Because most people are already shopping at one of those two stores anyway. Yep. For, for feed and barn supplies and supplements and all that other stuff that, that we always have to buy. Warmers were so, and that was another thing we did is a couple of years ago, we, we started transitioning out of doing doing uh, retail. And then last, last January, we said, bulk customers only, we're very mm -hmm. sorry about it. 
we got two stores here in town. Yeah. Um, take your pick. You know, everybody has their preference on, on you know, which feed, you know, on feed stores, why they go there, you know, um, as far as, you know, convenience or pro uh, different products they have or, or, you know, they also sell different brands and different things. So um, it's, it's, it makes it one less stop for them. You know, they don't have to go to feeds. They don't have to go to salary for, for, you know, pay and then come here for feed. Yeah. They can just all go get it at salary or county or wherever they, they want to go. Um, as well as we try to, you know, outside Aiken, we have pretty good coverage on stores and, you know, mm. when a customer calls, say, oh, well, what's your closest, or where are you? This is your closest store. Mm. Uh, try to make it convenient. You know, I, know, I think most people don't want to drive more than about 20 miles to get to a feed store. All right. Well, this has been great. Why don't you go ahead and tell people how to find Banks Mill, uh, social media, e website, all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, so we're on Facebook and Instagram, Banks Mill Feeds. Uh, website is banksmillfeeds.com. Uh, we're on Banks Mill Road right behind Southern Equine. We're here Monday to, Monday to Thursday, 8 to 4, Fridays, 8 to noon. Um, we just Fridays and not non-production day to do maintenance and catch up on all that sort of stuff um, and another thing we've done uh you and i were talking about it earlier is we've partnered with a company out of john's island for uh it's a regenerative soil treat therapy that replaces uh synthetic fertilizer grows healthier grass better pasture uh we just started a social media push about that it's called in soil and we'll spring and summer we'll actually be providing application service if anybody wants it. Um, as a whole, I could go another hour about that one. But um, that's we throw in soil or enlightened soil if they want to look it up. Uh, we have links on our, our social media for it. So awesome. We're, we're here. The phone's ringing. We're we're a phone call away. That's um, you know, on the website and on Google and all that. Give us a shout. Ask us questions. We're here. We're here to help. Awesome. Thank you very much. This was great. Thanks, Kevin.